0: Mic check. One two. One two. How in the world do you mother effing do? I just made that up. I certainly realize people might be out there saying, "Oh, wasn't that all impressive? Wasn't that great?" And you're probably right. Actually, I'd like to say that I wasn't even trying to be impressive. I'm just letting you know I just made it up. So there. Anyway, anything going on in the news that we should be talking about today? I'm to sort through, see if there's anything there. Well, it still seems like COVID is still out there and people are making it a life mission to deny the severity of it and going on a crusade against masks and vac- vaccinations. So that's still going on. Let's see what else. Oh, looks like the real life Ross might be dating the real life Rachel from Friends. That might be the whitest thing I've ever said in my life. And for the record, and I know this is not a popular take, I may have said it before, Friends, to me, by far is the most overrated sitcom of all time. And I'd like to clarify something. When I say overrated, obviously it's a show that's got to be highly rated. And I just feel like it gets way too much credit. It's saved by the bell for adults, for me. That's how I look. And I've seen every episode of Friends, so I can't be called a hypocrite. I've, I've watched every single one. I've also watched every episode of Save by the Bell. And I'm angry that I know as soon as it starts, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen on that show. But I don't think, forget about laughed, I don't think I've ever even smiled once during Saved by the Bell. But anyway, we're talking about news. What else is in the news here? oh, huh, Looks like something's going on in Afghanistan. It looks like there's a lot of pundits on social media about Afghanistan. Experts, it appears, and I certainly will be one of the first to admit I am no expert on Afghanistan, or really even foreign policy, to be honest with you. I mean, I follow it, but it is not my cup of tea when it comes to politics. It's not my strongest suit. However, when I talk about subjects like this on a podcast or with friends or with anybody at all, I'd like to have at least some knowledge and some understanding of what I'm talking about. So this Afghanistan thing obviously is an absolute terrible, terrible mess. And it is a huge, huge negative mark on the Biden administration, and certainly um, there's validation for that, without a doubt. I mean, it appears to me as if there was a plan to remove the troops fully, but there was no sort of after plan of what was going to happen. And also... After the troops were removed, Biden sort of kind of did his mission accomplished speech. You know, there's the Taliban's not going to do anything. There's nothing to worry about. They're not going to take over. Within a few days, the Taliban took over. And I got to say to any president, whoever you are at this point in any sort of conflict or war or anything like that, don't ever declare mission accomplished ever again, because I'm starting to think that America's not very good at foreign policy at all, really. But as much heat as Joe Biden is taking and should be taking, the fact that there are just so many people out there who talk about this kind of stuff without any further knowledge whatsoever, to me, is what is... I, I've talked about this before, what is destroying the country. It destroys us because people are on tribal sides. And if a one president screws up and you don't like him, he's going to get bombed. And you're really not going to be talking about the complete facts as to why he should be bombed or why maybe he shouldn't be the only one that is bombed. And I'm going to get into that here in just a little bit. But, you know, the bad news really is for the Afghan people and their government. The good news for Joe Biden is America is going to do what they always do. This will be a topic of conversation for the next, I don't know, week or so. And then people will forget about it. That's just what Americans do. They pick and choose their battles. They use their false anger and pretend like they're angry and talk about troops and all this stuff. And then they just move on with their lives until the next thing comes along that their side can get angry at the other side about. And it goes on with both sides. There's absolutely no question about it. So the question really is, who is to blame for this incredible mess that we have gotten ourselves into. Now, if you go on social media right now, you're going to see a lot of people blaming Joe Biden. You're also going to see a lot of people blaming Donald Trump. And guess what? Both of them are right. But if you are tribal, there's no way the other person, no chance the other person is wrong. My guy did right, your guy did wrong, and we are going to bury him for it. Which Again, i it's part of the culture now that we have in this country that is just going to be sort of the demise and the decline. And when I say that, I don't mean we're ever going to be a third world country. I don't think, you know, we'll still be the richest country. We're still going to have the greatest military of all time. But just as a society, our country really is in deep, deep trouble because of these tribal sides we've taken. And a lot of times the tribal sides are taken without others educating themselves I mean they just do zero research on any of this stuff and that's I think what makes me crazy about this is that it's just I don't know it's something that we're gonna have to deal with for a long time in this country but anyway there is blame to go all around. So again, as I was saying, on social media, you have people blaming Trump and you have people blaming Biden, Biden, which again, they should be. But let's go back to the genesis of this whole thing. I mean, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney are just sitting there like, do you? can you believe this? They're blaming these two idiots and we're the ones who started this whole thing. This is a war or a mission that started 20 years ago after 9-11 now. After 9-11, we sent troops over to Afghanistan to do what? To look for the sons of bitches who slammed those planes or who were responsible for slamming the planes into the World Trade Centers, into the Pentagon, and one into a field in Pennsylvania because of some very heroic passengers. So they're kind of just chilling back going, nobody's even talking about us. But I'd like to talk about them, and there is certainly a huge amount of blame that goes to them. So 9-11 happens. We go over to Afghanistan to find basically Osama bin Laden and any of his henchmen that may have had anything to do with 9-11. Well, we get over there. The Afghan people, for the most part, helped Osama bin Laden escape from Afghanistan and once he escaped, we continued to stay there. For what? We probably should have just got out right then. But they're probably thinking, well, 9-11 just happened, and we got to kind of monitor the situation over here just to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. Now, of course, we poorly handled the intelligence that we received about 9-11. We received all kinds of intelligence that people from the Middle East were determined to fly planes into our buildings and... It was, from my perspective or from what I have researched, somewhat ignored. So, fast forward to the Obama administration. Our beloved Barack Obama, who I still believe is the best best president of my lifetime. See, I, I believe that presidents, for the most part now, are figureheads. They don't control everything as we know. Congress controls a lot of what happens When you're president, but Barack Obama, I believe, was a representative of this country better than any president that I've seen in my lifetime. But anyway, that he didn't—you know—he certainly didn't serve without his faults as well. And there's quite a few. Just like every other president, you can talk about. Barack Obama had his faults, and one of them was. You know, he had the opportunity. In fact, he ran on. In fact, a lot of these presidents ran on. We're getting out of Afghanistan. Well, Barack Obama had said it, but it never happened. In fact, he sent more troops to Afghanistan, 30,000 to be exact, which had about 100,000 troops there in Afghanistan. So they basically cleared out al-Qaeda, they cleared out the Taliban, and 90% of the Afghan government was back in control of Afghanistan. So about three years later, Barack Obama kind of does his mission accomplished thing and says, okay, we're going to pull the troops out, we're going to reduce it down to about 10,000 troops, and we're going to let Afghanistan go back to normal. And a lot of the um, generals, a lot of the people in the service were saying, this is not a good idea. You know, we can't pull these troops out of these villages and these districts because the Taliban will just come right back and take them over. He did not uh, listen to that. He pulled the troops, and sure enough, the Taliban came back and started taking back over Afghanistan, and now this leads into the Trump presidency, which that was another disaster, but right now, because of the tribal nature of our country— the Trump people are not going to see this. They're not going to admit it. They're not even going to research it. Donald Trump fancies himself as a deal maker. Well, he was a terrible deal maker when he negotiated with the Taliban, he negotiated with the Taliban, and did not even include the Afghanistan government in these negotiations. In fact, Donald Trump. He was intent on pulling the troops out of Afghanistan, which I agree with. I think it was time after 20 years to pull our servicemen and women out of a place that we should not still be there, but he was so intent that even before the negotiations started, he reduced the troops down to 4,500. So he was already pulling troops out of Afghanistan. So... By the time all was said and done, he reduced the troops after his negotiations with the Taliban, which we really didn't get anything out of other than some empty promises that they would not harm American troops and they would let things go sort of back to normal. But So he reduces the troops down to 2,500, and then the only negotiations that he does is with the Afghan government to have 5,000 Taliban prisoners released the same Taliban prisoners who are now part of the insurgents of Afghanistan and taking their country back over. There are even clips of Donald Trump at one of his stupid rallies bragging about how he's pulling the troops out of Afghanistan, how they're coming home, and it was all him. And now he wants to, he, he I, what did he say in one of his stupid little letters? Because he really can't communicate anywhere else. He has to do it through, I guess, email to his suckers who have given him money to help him stop the steal of the election that happened almost a year ago, Um, he's sending out that Joe Biden should resign in disgrace. The most disgraceful president of all time. The guy who should have resigned as any board member or any leader of any of his own businesses, is telling somebody else they need to resign is pretty rich. But of course, we all expect that coming from Donald Trump at this point. So that brings us to today. And by the way, I don't really do a show for an hour or two hours. I usually do them for about 20 to 25 minutes. This is a quick synopsis, but there is way more. There's just so much, so many other things that you can bring up about Afghanistan that if you really dive into it, You can make a little bit more, well, there's really no making sense of it, but where the blame is to go, it sort of reminds me a little bit of the 2008 housing crisis. There wasn't just one place. There wasn't just one little thing that you can kind of pin down and go, well, that's why it happened. There was a multitude of things that happened that caused that crisis and it's the same thing with afghanistan now at the end of the day what donald trump and joe biden were doing pulling the troops out of afghanistan and bringing our servicemen and women home to their families because that's another thing in this country that people always talk about the soldiers but the soldiers are our heroes and they're the greatest it's really all bullshit it's a lot of just, uh, things you're supposed to say, but when it really comes down to it, I'm not sure they really care as much as they say. I'm not saying that they don't care about the soldiers. I'm just saying, I'm not certain they care as much as they say, because I saw, I read one thing the other day. It was just really, it kind of struck me and it was a soldier quoted about, uh, being at war that said america's not at war we're at war america's at the mall and that's just so true and basically what he's saying is is that we are busting our ass we are protecting your rights and your freedoms and you act like you care but you guys get to be at home you get to be with your families you get to live life like americans get to live life we don't You can thank them for their service and do all that stuff, but you should never have an opinion that it's not time for them to come back from war. People take war for granted in this country. They really do. They think it's like a video game. They see on TV, CNN or Fox or whoever is broadcasting their salacious and sensationalist newscast, showing the bombs going off and people look at that and go, man, that's cool like it's an action movie, but that's real life. And some of those bombs and some of those flashes that you see on TV are going to be some American soldiers, men and women, who are dying, dying. And a lot of it really is for nothing. It's for absolutely nothing other than to possibly make some people who make tanks and jet fighters and stuff like that more rich. And it really is sad. War is a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah. Are there times where we definitely need to go to war? I would never argue at the time going to Afghanistan was a wrong move. That obviously was the right move. We had to go and somebody had to be accountable for what happened on 9-11. But they didn't catch them until years and years and years later. They went to the place where the guy was, and he fled. He got out of there. Should have been probably the time we got out of there. But we stayed there for 20 plus years. And at some point, it all had to come to a head. They had to come home at some point. And as I was saying earlier, for Trump and for Biden, the decision to bring these guys and men and women home was the right one. Unfortunately, the result is not a good one. As of right now, it's just not good. But I do agree in the sense with Joe Biden that what he says, whether we did it today, whether we did it a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, the Taliban was taking back Afghanistan regardless. There was no question whether it was a Band-Aid ripoff or it was a very slow leak. It was going to happen. And America can't stay there forever. They just can't, and I'd be remiss if you didn't put a little bit of blame on the Afghan government themselves. We were there for 20 years. We provided them more resources, weapons, training for 20 years. We leave, and as soon as we leave, the Taliban government just basically packs up and says, I'm getting the hell out of here. Didn't even think about fighting. And again, I hate that we live in a world where we even have to do this. We have to fight. And I'm not talking about a stupid barroom brawl. I'm talking about fighting for your life, fighting that your head doesn't get cut off or fighting that you don't get raped. It is a terrible, terrible scene in some parts of the world, some that we take advantage of all the time. We get to sit back, we get to argue with each other like idiots about whether you should wear a mask or whether Biden was right or Trump was right or whatever it is, but we still get to go on with our lives and we get to go on and watch Friends and Saved by the Bell and Seinfeld and all that stuff whenever we want to, or go to the movies or go to concerts. Well, I say that, all that stuff seems to be going away because we still have some anti-vaxxer uh, Okay, I'm not going to get on that too much. I did that last week. But you know what, you get the gist, you understand my point. So I'll be honest, for me, it's really not about pointing the fingers, but it is about trying to learn from these past mistakes. And obviously, this country has gone through many mistakes, especially when it comes to war. Vietnam was an absolute disaster. The Iraq War was an absolute disaster. This now is an absolute disaster, and America loves to thump their chest that they are the baddest asses on the planet when it comes to our military, and you can't argue with it, and I absolutely agree with them. However, I also believe that they are using these men and women so they can play with their expensive little toys and make their rich weapon makers even richer. If you really want to do a service to the men and women of our military, don't point fingers about Biden and Trump without doing a full scale research. You should. At least, you owe yourself that. You owe the the men and women of our military that because certainly there is blame to go around, and it should be brought up. Everybody involved should be blamed, and the anger should be equal on all sides, not tribally this time. Got to move past that. The same way I said, I I really don't understand why as Americans were mad at each other when COVID has attacked this country. I mean, literally, there are people who will never speak to each other again over a fucking mask. The madness is real, and it is here to stay. I'll tell you what else is real. The love I feel when people subscribe, rate, and review my show. I love it. I really do. I, I I love the fact that people will take the time to do that. I appreciate you guys listening as I always say. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please send them to RunshousePodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully everybody has a great rest of the week. Hopefully everybody is staying safe. If you haven't got your shot, please go out and get it. If you know somebody who's on the fence, try to give them that little push. Let's try to get back to normal. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys again soon.